Welcome to another episode of Meta Athletes The Playbook, where we bring our coaches' insights directly to our community. And we had a really good one set up for today, Coach B. You know, we um, we took a few questions in from the community, and um, just in case, like a rainy day, or we didn't really have anything top of mind, we could kind of dive into some of these questions and, and make sure we're being of of value to our community because these are literally, you know, coming directly from their thought process or something that they're curious on or something maybe that they're dealing with. Um, but during our, our pre-show, you kind of came to me and you're like, Hey, I just had this conversation with an athlete and it, and it turned out to be a pretty interesting conversation that I think could lend itself well to a podcast episode. So we're going to dive into that. Cause I felt like that was, um, it just was interesting, but it was also top of mind for me. Um, you know, you know this coach B, but I've been uh I've been trying to dial in, you know, like just doing something that makes me uncomfortable and something that I've always hated since like I mean sure. like I remember I played ice hockey competitively and then high school came around. And I wanted to play a high school sport and my brother was already involved with lacrosse. And so yeah. uh one summer I was at this point I was already I was gonna be a junior in high school. And one summer I just picked up lacrosse stick and I somehow made the varsity team and awesome. I just re- I just remember like I could only play, so it was quarters, and I could only play three quarters because by the time the fourth quarter came around, I had massive shin splint issues. Uh, like I, yeah. like to the point where like, like I would be in tears, and I was like, I would consider myself to be kind of a, a tough guy during that that time period of my life, but I would be in tears with how much, uh, how much pain I would be in with shin splints, um, and. I, you know, I was a fast sprinter. I played midfield at lacrosse, which is like you're wow. going to be running the whole game. And, yeah. um, but I absolutely hated running. Like I, I never <laughs> would go on. A, I would never just like go on a run or I would never like even during lacrosse practice. Um, it was it was the that was the moment like I just dragged the most is like doing sprints and doing like long runs. And, um, you know, there was like cross, cross country athletes. There were, um, you know, track and field athletes on the lacrosse team and they just love running. Like that was their there was other middies. I loved it. But like I would be pumped up to try and go and hit somebody. But like <laughs> after that, like I wasn't like chasing all the time. I feel like, um, I feel like my failure to prepare like as, as a runner in lacrosse, like it literally took me on the game. Like that's how ineffective I could be towards the back end of a game. And so I would, I would start every game just because I would probably have to be pulled out at some point, but it's something that I've been pushing so far away from myself recently. Yeah. And um, one day I was just like, let's do something uncomfortable. Let's do something that, uh, you know, I can kind of knock something out uncomfortable in the, in the beginning of the day. So I've been running and I've been putting like these five or six mile, I would say like treks altogether, but I'll run like one, one and a half miles and then I'll walk the rest. And I'm kind of working myself up to that point to continue running, but it's been fun. It's been, uh, it's been something that I've actually enjoyed, um, kind of getting into routine and getting into habit for, and it really like it stems from this podcast, like that episode we did of like leaning into cool. adversity and leaning into, um, like you know, it just like hit me. I was like, I'm kind of going through the motions a little bit in some of my training and like with running, like you either do it or you don't do it, right? Like it's either yep. like you're gonna run at a certain pace and you're gonna you're gonna get it over with or or not. So it's been a it's been a good challenge for me. But Coach B, I want to shoot it over to you because um, this conversation I you know that we're talking about in pre-show was really interesting to me. And it, it's something that the reason I was bringing up the running is because I was on my run earlier today and walking. I was listening to um, the monk who sold his Ferrari, one of our community members. Oh yeah, Woozy like always talks about this yeah. book, and I was like, it's sitting in my Audible. I need to I need to listen to it. And uh, he mentioned something in the book about time being such a valuable resource that a lot of people end up wasting and they don't value their time. And 
Um, you know, you shouldn't be like picking up your phone or answering every call or answering every email. Like you should, you should protect yourself out of your time. And and people will actually respect you for that versus, oh, this person's going to hate me because I didn't pick up this phone call right away or her phone call right away. And it just kind of like gave me a quick mindset change to like, yeah, that, that idea of protecting your energy and your time, because it is of value to you and you want to spend it doing things that either bring you a lot of purpose in life, or it's it, potentially it's helping other people that brings you purpose in life. And, um, it made me realize that, um, you know, just these simple reminders of something as simple, like everybody, it's, it's something that everybody has, but it's non-renewable in the book. They talk about how yeah. it's non-renewable. And I was just like, man, this is a, this is really impactful and it left a mark on me. And then you brought up this conversation about the same kind of conversation with this athlete about how time is valuable and where you spend it is going to either, you know, help yourself out in the future, or maybe it's going to like pull you back and then hold you back a little bit if you don't spend it wisely. And so I was like, you know what, let's just talk about this. This is a time being a non-renewable resource and something that we need to to use wisely, I think is a great conversation. So um, yeah, coach B, maybe you can kind of introduce us into how the conversation came about and and where it kind of went. Yeah. Well, first of all, I do want to say is like, I'm proud of you for, for, for running. Like that is not a, uh, most hockey players, if there's any hockey players listening and they're, they're familiar with, they despise running. We, um, you know, at the end of warmups this year, we'll often do sprints and we had to transfer and he's just like, he's like, Oh, he's like, this is my last sprint. Like going to the national championship game. This is, this is my last sprint. And he was so excited about not having to run again, but then his pro career changed. And I'm like, you're probably going to do some more sprints and some running. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm proud of you. Like that I'd love to be able to start that. Like, I'm proud of you. Like, because it's not easy to pick up something that you just, you don't want to do when you recognize it's been a, a hurdle for you in the past. And, um, it, it's, it's a, it's a lesson for anybody who's listening to is like, you can always get better at something you don't think that you're very good at, or that you didn't, that you weren't very good at in the past. So well, proud of you, my man. I, I appreciate that. There's one thing I'll kind of add in there before you show up into your story. You know, I went to this conference recently, Gary Vaynerchuk's conference, and I heard Jesse Itzler speak. And, you know, when he talked about, you know, the, a lot of these entrepreneurs, they do incredible feats, not because they need a, a marathon medal, an Ironman medal, or even to throw it in their Instagram bio. I think they need um, they need a reason to put their, push their bodies to a limit where they have to tell themselves and speak to themselves at such a high level that they can't quit that it pushes them to like a whole new type of person. Like they like instantly like level up by training for and accomplishing something like this. And it becomes like a lifetime achievement award, not so much like an award that, you know, you want to show off to other people or that you would hang up. And n- no part of me wants to get to, you know, hundred miles or, or run a marathon, even run a marathon. Like, for me, it was just like, uh, let me go run like three or four miles and just tell myself not to quit. And let me get to that point. Like uh-huh. to me, that's what I would like to accomplish is like where I can train myself. It's like, hey, if we speak to ourselves at such a high level that we can kind of push ourselves to places that we didn't think we would be able mm-hmm. to get to. And so um, seeing, hearing him speak and seeing his story kind of come to life on that stage, like it, it really kind of pushed me and, and motivated me. And not not in the way of like, like a motivational speaker would, but it's just like a it was almost just like a wake up into, you know, can I be pushing myself to a level? Am I, have I pushed myself in these last couple of weeks to a level, you know, that it, it, it felt uncomfortable or, or pushed me to something that it forced me to grow and get better. And sometimes I don't. And so this is uh this is one of those, this is one of those ways where I can kind of push myself and it's like very black or white for me. It's like, I either get up in the morning and I do it or, yeah. or I'm not. So um, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. But Jesse Isler, and I'm sure you will too. I think we're both going to dive into some of his works and, and some, you know, some more of his content. Um, but 
it was just incredible the way that he it was just this mindset thing when he had a trainer the yeah. trainer didn't give him like a oh you should be running this amount of miles at this pace what he was telling him is like let's drink water and when you feel like you want to quit all you have to do is tell yourself you're not going to quit and, and you're going to keep yeah. going and you feel great and you don't feel tired you know like yeah. if you tell yourself these things and that's what i got out of is like i don't need to hire a personal trainer to help me run I need to teach myself how to speak to myself. That's going to push me through a limit that in my head, I'm like, you know, I can't get up and run five miles. Yeah. Maybe in four weeks, maybe I will get up and, and run five miles. Right. And it's that self-talk that we talked about in the last podcast that yeah. kind of coming to life with, with my, uh, my daily training and my practice. And so it's, it's these reps. I want to, it's not the running is the rep, but it's also the same reason why, like before I hop into my ice tub, I'm just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to sit in there for five minutes. But then you kind of tell yourself, like, you can do it. You're not going to die. You're going to be fine. You know, don't quit. Yeah. And the reps of telling yourself that help you over time. Not so much. It's not just the practice of the actual event itself, right? And so um, telling myself not to quit while I'm running when you're, like, gasping for air and your, like, lungs are burning. And, like, to me, that's the practice. That's the reps I'm working on. But, um, yeah, these things I learned from you, Coach B. I learned from the community. I learned from, you know, various mentors. And, these are the conversations that I think are important to uh, to lend to people and, and just be a reminder sometimes to like get themselves out of that comfort zone. And there are people that reach out over the last couple of weeks that have really appreciated some of the podcast content. And so, man, we keep having these conversations. And yeah. I think that it's a great positive impact on uh, on the people that pay attention. And it's huge. And I think that those same things, those uh, that mindset is transferable. Like, so you might, you might do it in a physical task of trying to improve you know, try to tell yourself not to quit and to keep going and to just take that next step. But that's that's transferable to other aspects of your life too. And that's when the true magic happens. And that's when you can get, develop that mind, body kind of spirit connection. You start to see that that discipline will start to pay off and bleed into other aspects of your life. And then it's then your um, productivity starts to increase, your relationships start to increase, your connections start to improve. Um, then that's when the magic happens. But it is, it, it all comes back to you know, talking to yourself in a certain way that you can do things versus you not being able to do things. Um, you know, maybe we'll come back to this in another episode, but I did want to share a little a story that I had with um, with one of my athletes today in Encounters. And he came to me and he said, he's like, you know what, Coach B, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to read a little bit more. He was telling me about a Bruce Lee book that he's reading right now. And I'm a big fan of Bruce Lee. And, um, you know, he was talking to me about, I'm trying to read a little bit more. I deleted all my social media. And I said, why did you do that? And he's like, well, he's like, he's like, I want to spend a little bit more time reading. I want to spend a little bit more time developing my mind um, and my discipline. And he realized that, you know, he was spending a lot of time on, on Instagram and TikTok. And, and it was starting to consume his attention. And he said the irony of it all, too, is, He's taken a, a social media class. Um, I forget the exact name of the class, um, but he's a, he's a communications major getting his master's in, in the in the classes based on social media. And it was funny, we were talking about social media and how so much of social media is meant towards driving attention and to, to consume somebody's attention. It's, it's just like sales, just like doing anything. It's like you're trying to garner somebody's attention. And the time that you decide to spend is is the currency like we talked about attention being a commodity and your time being the currency and if you decide to spend your time as a currency in one aspect of your life maybe on a screen or consuming social media 
he he realized like that was taking a time that was taking a time away that he could have been devoting towards reading or meditating or stretching or um working on um his, you know some soft tissue work some nutrition uh, cooking skills like anything anything that he wanted to do things that we've tried to develop over the last couple of years to try to help himself to you know to to become a pro um, he realized that the time was was being consumed in areas that weren't really being impactful towards his life. And um, it's ironic. It, it's interesting because we are, you know, when we do this podcast, we're trying to garner attention and we're trying to um, primarily to get to, to try to create an impact, honestly. But um, but we're trying to gain people's attention and try to get people to want to listen to our perspectives and our insights so that they can you know, take steps towards trying to become the best versions of themselves and take steps towards, you know, accomplishing things that they probably couldn't accomplish before. So it was a, it was a really interesting conversation about, you know, time as a currency, right? And I, I think oftentimes we don't always view time as a currency. We just kind of, we just kind of do things, do things. And I'm saying we like making broad generalizations across the population, just I do it too. You know, I spend my time frivolously and, and when I could be consumed, when it could be attention directed towards things that are going to be a little bit more productive in my life. Like I, it's, you know, I, I've known that I, I haven't read as recently, you know, as, as much as I would like to, like, I've got a couple books sitting on my desk so that, that I want to dive into, I want to get better at, but honestly, there's some things that I've been spending my, my attention and my time on to, too much. That's been distracting. And I've come to the realization now I need to be able to develop some awareness and be like, you know what? I need to be done with this aspect of, of that's consuming of my all my time and try to redirect it towards things you're going to make myself a little bit better so I can help those around me a little bit more. But it was a really interesting conversation. It brought me back towards how am I spending my time? How am I investing my time towards maximizing myself because I've, I've recognized that there's things that I've done recently that the time has been distracting, you know, it hasn't been helping that much. How about you? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great point. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're both laughing a little bit because we both feel similarly. And, you know, I think it's one of those things where I kind of, you don't beat yourself up. You just have to redirect energy, right? Like yeah. you can't, um, I don't think that there's a reason for us to like be down about it or be like, you know what? I kind of like messed up here. I think it's more of like, uh, you know, these things happen. And then you realize after a certain period of time that maybe you're not fulfilled. You're not feeling the way that you thought you would feel. And then, mm. and now and you talk about how time is a time or, you know, it's a currency or energy is a currency and we've been spending it in this place mm. and we realized that we're not getting what we, what we thought we were getting. So let's, instead of continuing to feed it, we're just going to redirect into something that either is tried and true reading, meditating, sauna, ice tub, training, you know, like having these conversations, spaces, nutrition. Yeah. So, um, you know, another, another concept that came from this book that I'm reading, um, is you don't necessarily like, you don't really break a bad habit. You just, the best way to break the bad habit is to take the energy and place it into a good habit. And you're, and it's, and it's redirecting that thing is always, that thing might live there. Like that habit, you know, if you, I don't know, if you sleep in and there, you know, I think this might've been programmed out of the way that we think now, but they, they used to say 21 days in a row, right. Do, yeah, doing something yeah. 21 days. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think that's changed since this book came out, but the idea of you cementing a bad habit 
you know, the best way to combat it is to, you know, to redirect the energy towards a positive habit. But that bad habit has been cemented somewhat into your brain, into your your psyche, into, you know, the way that you are. It doesn't just like disappear. Like it's there, but you're choosing not to give energy to it and you're choosing to give energy to something positive. And so um, the reading, I think, is, is such an important one for me too, because I know how good and listening to this book to me is kind of like reading. It's not the same exact, it's like, you know, getting a paper and, and, you know, you know, having a physically uh, a book there in front of you, but the idea of learning something new every day and through that reading process is something that I enjoy personally. And like, I get like really, really obsessed with, with books. And I think you're kind of the same way. Cause it's just like, yeah. you can learn so much and you can be so helpful to not only your own experience, but maybe to others. And I just realized through this process that, yeah, instead of, Instead of being on a, a five mile trek and listening to spaces where, you know, like the information that's not going to matter. And after like two days by changing and switching my energy to listen to, um, to Robin or to, uh, you know, Jesse Itzler or to uh, Gary V or to somebody that those lessons could be principles for life that, um, that we either, that we either didn't know about before and we can start to, you know, think about and critically think about and how we're going to implement or, something that's beautiful in my experience is I have surrounded myself with such mentors that all these principles are just reminders of like, Oh, I, this principle, like, Oh yeah, this person taught me that or coach B explained this to me you know, a couple of weeks ago. Or, and so it's also like this, this reminder of like um, the time is currency. Like that's so important. Like I am spending too much time. Like, you know, maybe I'm too, too quick to respond to emails when I should be doing some deep work and getting things done. Um, and then, you know, it goes by and then you have to go do something else. And and now you realize you didn't really get anything done other than like responding to a couple of emails that were, it was just kind of like housekeeping things. And, um, so it made me realize that, um, you know, in the mornings I want to get my workout in right away. I also want to start yes. prioritizing tasks, you know, like it's something that you and I have talked about before, but it all came from like reading. It all came from like, you know, like this one little idea, this one two minute excerpt from this audio book reminded me to get back on track and spend my time wisely because, you know, three months can go by and you realize that you could have done so much more or you could have done things that are going to make a big impact in your life versus, uh, and, and people are going to spend their time how they want to, whether it's like playing video games or yeah, yeah. doing something out in the community or like there's, there's different ways that people feel like they, um, want to spend their time and, and to them, that's like how they enjoy it. But, yeah. uh, I think you and I, and a lot of people in our community, like we want to feel effective. We want to feel like we're learning, growing, developing on a day-to-day basis. Like, what am I going to learn today that I didn't mm-hmm. know yesterday? And it's the reason why I listen to Daily J's because it's not so much like a seven-minute meditation. It's like a, he's going to download something into me in seven minutes that's going to be really impactful that I can take with me or it's a good reminder. And um, one of the one of the ideas that I wanted to to throw out, and I know you haven't read this one yet, but um, you know, your athlete reminded me is this idea of being an essentialist, which is, you know, and we'll put this picture up and and we'll post it out to you. But um, this idea that we shoot our energy out in 10 different directions, that it's only going to go so far versus Mm -hmm. if we dial it in and we go, you know, one essential task that we can go really long and hard. in. I think that that's something that people run into all the time when they start new things. Like they start, you know, I think the the best use case is when somebody feels like they're really getting after it and they want to change their life and they get into like, 10 habits of like, I'm going to drink a gallon. Uh, I'm going to do ice tub. I'm going to read. I'm going to journal. I'm going to train. I'm going to do Peloton. I'm going to do all these things. And then they go hard for three days and then they're, you know, it's too much. And then they, they, they never get 
far. They never get deep. They never get um, to a place where they're feeling the results that could potentially push them forward and, and kind of reinvigorate their uh, passion for it. And it happens so much. And I think oh, yeah. and when I tell people, when, when I hear like these stories, I'm like, let's do the, like three things. Let's just do like yeah, three things, like drink your water, you know, read and try to get some training in. Or, you know, maybe you flip out one of those and you meditate. Or, um, But I think it's it's so important because we go back to our original conversation of it being energy. Well, if we spend energy at all these things, then we're not going to be able to afford anything versus yeah. let's just take it. Let's spend it on one thing. Let's get it accomplished and then let's move on to the next one or let's just dial it in maybe two or three things. And I think that that's, it's like tried and true where people mm-hmm. just, they burn out. There's just too many things or like 75 hard. Have you heard about that one? I have heard of it. So that one is a really interesting one because it does require you to like go really hard for you know, two workouts a day, a gallon of water, mm-hmm. read and, and like, I'll go like 20 days or 25 days or 40 <sighs> days. And then I'm just like, man, I forgot to do the water today. Or I didn't get the second workout in today. And I know the, the purpose of it is not just like a checklist, but it's really like a mentally, you're going to prioritize this. But for me, I was just like, if I miss one thing in my head, I know I didn't do it properly. And I would like, I would force myself to start from ground one or uh, from, from day one again. And it was just like, I wish I could just do like two things. And then I'll just go really far with those two things. And I yeah. think that that's important. Like people don't, they don't need to like go so hard and then like try to do everything at once. Like, have you, have you felt that too? Yeah, I think there's, I have, I have personally. Yeah. But also, um, I often have these, these conversations with athletes all the time. It's because they're like, Oh, coach B it's the, it's the off season. Like I, I, I want to get better at, I want to get better at X. I want to get better at Y. I want to get better at Z. I want to get better at, at, at A. I want to do all these types of things. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Like let's slow down. Like, when are you, if so i'll ask them flat out like when are you going to do this and they're like i don't know well you say you want to get better at x y and z and all these things like when will you fit them into your day like when you know like what are the things that are consuming your day for for example i'm like you know you're going to train that's going to be two hours your day you're going to do your skill work right and that might be 30 45 minutes then you have a job then you got to sleep and then you got to do all these, like, when, when are you going to do these things? And, and oftentimes it's giving him that little bit of perspective to realize like, oh, like I, I just can't keep adding, 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 right? Like you can't just keep adding to your day. You can't keep adding to your routine. You can't keep adding to your training plan without having to remove something else out, right? Cause then you're just going to get fatigued. You're going to burn yourself out. And that's why. Sometimes maybe I don't want to, I don't know enough about 75 hard to like to, to give an opinion on it. But sometimes when somebody wants to create change within their life or they realize like they listen to this podcast, they listen to us speak or they listen to, they go to a conference, they watch a YouTube video, whatever it is that they do. And they realize like, oh, I need to get in shape. Like I need to do this. I need to do all these things. So you, you don't need to do it all at one time. Right. You know, they, so yeah. It's oftentimes simplifying and mastering one to two things that, you know, three at the most, I'll say three at the most, but one to two things are the best ways to develop that habit. And maybe a habit's another episode that we can talk about, like how to actually develop a habit, but let's do one or two things really well, three at the most, and let's make sure you can lock that in. You can solidify that as a habit and into your routine. And that's where you're going to invest your time. And then once you have a good grasp on that, 
then we can move, move on to the next thing, right? So for example, like, you know, one of our athletes, I think we, you wanted to like, he wanted to meditate. He wanted to do like a nice bath and he wanted to, um, work on like his skills and then he want to work on nutrition. I'm like, I'm like, first of all, like, let's figure out when are you going to bed? Right. Let's, 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 let's make sure we dial in our sleep habits because if you're up till like 1am and you're fatigued all the time and you, you have to get up early, like then you're not going to have the energy to maximize any things that you want to do. So let's, let's dial in our sleep first because then that's going to allow us number one for your brain to, to heal, for your body to heal, for your brain to learn. I was like, that's probably the biggest thing. Let's, let's dial in that. And then we'll work on, you know, other aspects of your life. I've had other athletes too. They, they talk about, they want an improvement. So many aspects of, of, of their training and of their, of their, their skill development, but they don't even know how to work hard. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's like a massive thing. It's like, I'll often say, I don't know if I've said this to you, but one of the things of how I coach, it's, it's like, you got to know how to go hundred before I can ever ask you to go 75. Right. If you're going to live your life through 75% all the time, then you're never going to maximize your abilities. And it's kind of like you when you're going on your runs. Like, right. you got to know what you, what, you got to know what 100% is. Like, you got to yeah. know what, what's your capacity. Like, do you know how to work hard? If you don't know how to work hard, then you're never really going to be able to maximize your potential at any task that you've been, that you want to do or you're being asked to do. So let's figure out, like, do you even know how to work hard? Like, it's, and it's going to be painful, it's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna have question yourself. You're gonna have doubts. Um, let's spend our time like understanding how to work hard. Like, and if you can do that consistently, day in and day out, then we can work on like the next step. And and I'll tell my assistants and interns this is like we want to make sure it's almost like like an onion, right? And so we want to make sure the core of our onion is really really strong, and then we can add layers and layers and layers. But oftentimes people want to talk about the layers instead of getting to the core of the onion first, right? Uh, and there's probably a better analogy out there, but I'd like an well, onion because it is yeah, like layers. What you're talking about is building blocks and a foundation, right? And you're talking, it's like, let's build the foundation first. And what this reminds me of is, it's a, it's a book that I read so long ago, but uh, it was so ingrained in me from my dad was Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yes, what yeah. you're talking about to me is like, is, is sharpening the saw. It's like, let's, uh, yes. you know, people just want to start getting in there and start, start hacking, but you know, maybe we take, take a little bit of time to sharpen the saw. And what I mean by that is write it down and prioritize it. Right. I think that's what you're like, <clears throat> let's write down 10 things. Let's prioritize them from one to 10 yeah. and let's attack the first three. Like that's like, that's what kind of you're speaking to me. And like, I think it's so true because we, if if our energy and our time is so limited when we need to spend it, and this is what this book, Essentialism, already talks about, is yeah. like, let's prioritize. And then let's also, let's start to be okay with saying no. Let's start to be okay with like telling people no, saying no to things, um, letting things go. Yeah. Because, because you have this, um, this disciplined pursuit towards these priorities versus mm -hmm. an undisciplined pursuit to just go and do things. And I think that yes. that's the, that's something that I think a lot of people, including myself struggle with. And so writing it down and then like you're talking about like sleep would be like number one. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're now starting to like sharpen the soul and, and get somewhere with it. And that's, that's, I think a great first place for a lot of people, like whether it's business related, personal health related, uh, development related is to like, 
and I'm somebody I love to like just go and execute and just do and like and run with things and figure it out as we go. But um, of course, you, you're not going to want to take <laughs> that rusty saw and start going at the tree. You, you no. want to be effective. And so that part of me is like so ingrained. So the way that I think of like, if somebody says something and I don't feel like it's going to be effective, like I'll start to question it and I'll be like, why would we do this when we could? And I think that 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 critical thinking aspect is important, but it let's apply it to figuring out what the priorities are, whether it's what I need to do today, this week, this month, this year, over the next five to 10 years um, is, is being okay with saying no to things so that you can be like a hundred percent yes to the priority. And so that, that's what I, you know, I think that's a great way to end too, coach B like, is that, yeah. that Stephen Covey sharpen the saw saying no to things that, that aren't priority. I mean, I feel like that encapsulate this conversation pretty well. Absolutely. Yeah. It just be mindful of your time and where you're spending it and where you're investing it. Uh, um, because if that investment isn't bringing value back to yourself, then maybe you need to take a step back and figure out where you want to, where you want or where you need to invest that time a little bit more right. effectively. Absolutely. So appreciate you, coach B. That was a great one today, like right off the cuff, but uh, I think it was awesome because it, it really does dive into uh, the way that you think, the way that you coach, and, and how these uh, lessons are applicable to life. So with that, everybody, appreciate everybody tuning in, and we'll catch everybody next week.